0: P.W.O. Hello, hello, hello. Did you guys miss us?
1: I know that I miss you.
0: I missed y'all too. Uh. We uh we weren't here on Monday. Um we have we have been hammered by illness and people having to work extra shifts because of illness. Um not great times guys. Not great times. I'm just gonna be honest with you on that one. Uh, so, tonight, for the PWO WrestleCast, you have the two-man power trip, it's your host, Matt, with everyone's favorite referee, Cad Sinclair.
1: Correct, I am here on my day off, taking one for the team, um, pretty, pretty exciting night at wrestling, I'm not gonna lie, I was, um, I was, I was, I was very pleased with everything at the end of the night, so.
0: Wednesday, I thought, was really, really good, and so you guys know, we're, we're trying to keep tonight very short, um. Uh, we're, we're aiming for this to be a 30 minute show. All right. This is not going to be the hour that you're used to on Thursday nights. So a lot of things that we would typically talk about are going to be on next Monday. So if you want to talk about everything that happened with Zelina Vega, Monday. All right. Talking shop of mania, turning point, the rascals Monday. <laughs> All right. So please tune in Monday for those. Uh, we'll do our best to be, all out full force. Hopefully, everyone's going to be feeling okay and in a great position here where we can all contribute and have a great show. But first and foremost, if you like what you hear, support your brothers out at https. Dot, dot, slash slash ko fi.com slash pwo123, or as we just say it, Kofi.com slash PWO123. It's as simple as 123. Help your brothers out. Life's hard. We're doing what we can. So, uh, shout out, congratulations to John Moxley and Renee Young. Uh, It was announced in the middle of Dynamite that they are pregnant with their first child. Uh, You know, we hope for a healthy and wonderful time period for them.
1: Yeah, um, I think I think it was Sean Ross Sapp who the first reaction was, uh, did he just out her pregnancy live on, on, on Dynamite? Um, and for a while there, nobody really knew because it was breaking news to everyone.
0: So I immediately was like, whoa, wait a second. And Pat was like, nah, it's been – like we all knew that. Because he was thinking of when Renee Young had her big announcement <laughs> that she was having her own cookbook come out. He thought that uh, was a pregnancy announcement. Man. So, in in his defense, he's a little delirious at the moment. So, uh, we're going to start right off with NXT here. We're just we're not going to go full in on the matches. We're just going to give you a quick recap that we can and then tell you what we thought was the best moment of the night. Uh, first and foremost, Leon Ruff retains the NXT North American title against Johnny Gargano. Gargano wins by DQ after Damian Priest punches Leon Ruff. Uh, Following that, we get uh, Cameron Grimes backstage talking with Dexter Loomis. Um, We're going to get a blindfold match. You can already imagine how this is going to go. And this is a no contest. Shocker, actually. Um, Grimes punches the ref, realizes it's the ref, and then runs for his life from Dexter Loomis, hopping the fence, literally hopping the like chain fence that they have, which not very COVID uh, COVID safe.
1: No. Um, I mean, you knew it was going to have to be a wonky finish because of the, because of the actual match itself. Um, I don't remember a good blind blindfold match and all of the annals of professional wrestling. Only one. Um, right. Take Just one take, baby. Yeah.
0: And it was um, Perfect. You couldn't do it nowadays
1: yeah but um, even though it fits um, even though the finish fits with with with, with you know what um, with what Cameron Grimes' gimmick is at the moment with his feud with Dexter Loomis um, he he deserves better. He really does and I hope this is the end of this uh, mini feud so that they can go their separate ways because um, I think that Trevely's a dude. And I mean, he definitely showed that he can, that he has more range than what he's being given. Um, but I also think this could be an easy way to the main roster for him as well. Um, showing not only his in ring capabilities, but in, but in the cinematic match that he's been in, uh, um, when he was a Halloween havoc and then this now. So, um, maybe they're gearing to boot him up to the main roster. I don't know, but, um, Yeah, that's a joke,
0: unfortunately. I hope that Grimes at least takes the belt off Leon Ruff.
1: Ooh, he would be a good transition champion for him if they're keeping him down there. Um, Or it could go back to Damian Priest. Um,
0: Hoping pushing him up to the top
1: level. You got Kieran Cross coming back, though, some, too. Yep. So now it seems like we had no no main event players there for a hot second because of you know, injuries and, you know, people getting the bump to the main roster. Um, and now it seems like we just have um, a lot of main eventers all of a sudden. A handful of guys, yeah. And so, um, it's really good about that,
0: though. Like, it, like, do they struggle at times? Is NXT the harder Wednesday show, in my opinion? Yes. Yeah. But NXT does have a lot of its really good points, and they're always pretty solid and adapting. So I'm giving them their credit here. Um, Absolutely. Hopefully Cameron Grimes gets a move here. Bronson Reed. I love Bronson Reed.
1: Yeah, he is. Um, I think we were all really excited when he came, when he came out, um, cosplayed as, as a Bam Bam at the pay-per-view. Um, because that's what he reminds me a lot of. He's a big guy that is an intimidate that has an intimidating look to him. Um, he can hit hard in the ring and he can move like he's like, he's 235 and not three bills. Like, uh, Any guy like that should be at the forefront, but I don't know. Maybe there's not anything creatively for him.
0: Yeah. Hopefully that changes because he's a dude, in my opinion. Um, Moving on, our next match here is Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell versus Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. And, of course, your Wicked Stepsisters win this match uh, with the Wicked Stepsister, which, look, that's a good name for a heel. Female wrestler. That's solid. I like that. I don't like how she does it, but I like the name with it. It's a good. Uh but we get we get a vignette for our Toro Ruaz back to NXT. To Raw. Right?
1: He's
0: drafted on Raw, yeah. So he's back on NXT. Uh losing to Kushida. Um it was a pretty fun match. I thought this was a fine one. Very competitive. Um Kushida reverses the leg lock into Almost like a figure four pin. I really liked it. I thought it was a good move.
1: Um, yeah, uh, and commentary was building this up as it was going to be a great technical match from from both their introductions, and I was like, ah, oh, here, here we go. You know, typical WWE commentary hyping up some something that is going to fall flat on his face, and then take a step back, it's like, oh, you yeah, know, it's. Cool. I mean, it's Kushida. I mean, he can yeah. he, he he can carry anyone really. Um, but no, this 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 is a surprisingly pretty solid match. And Ruiz
0: has been down in NXT for so long that like, there's there's got to be a point where he is so well trained. Like, all right, let's get, let's give him a chance. The oversaturation we have so many guys here who who deserve an opportunity.
1: Yeah, I think I think I think it was Damian Priest um, at one point. And he was and he was talking to Regal back backstage, and he. And he was like, "I know I'm not the only one that's tired of seeing Johnny Gargano on 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 TV every week." And I think that's that's that has to be the feeling, you know. And it's easier because we do get a return uh, here coming up a little bit later in the show from somebody who's been in NXT for a while. But I think in that case, as far as as far as injuries and taking some time off. Um, It's been a little bit more palatable, but with Johnny Gargano being in major feuds for uh, the majority of the pandemic era, it's, it's been really tough to get behind, especially as a heel. Um,
0: I'll mm. give it to you at the end of our quick little review here. Mm. So uh, next matchup is Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon and Tony Storm uh, returning. Female wrestlers win here. Ember Moon and Tony Storm win here. Uh, Storm counters and rolls up uh, Dakota Kai. There's a beatdown afterwards. And, of course, Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae throw uh, our our good sisters. We got a lot of women's tag teams in NXT, which, God, I hope we start using with the women's tag titles. But I'm not pushing it. I understand the situation. Uh. And the Kings of Wrestling are here. They make their, uh, their entrance into uh, the CWC here. And we get August Gray versus Timothy Thatcher. Timothy Thatcher wins with the next submission. Looks like a very awkward kind of guillotine. Guillotine. Um, but then Ciampa comes out, stares him down, and Thatcher backs away and goes, I have no problem with you, and just leaves staring at him. So he that you not looking not having a great run in my opinion here so far
1: um tech technically in the ring um as far as his technical abilities go um i think he's proving that he's one of the better in-ring workers that, and, that. that has right now um overall i'm right on board with with you i think that um, if they want to solidify him as maybe an upper mid mid card guy, um, I have a feeling that we might get that match at the next takeover, which I won't spoil yet. But um, uh, we might get that, and if we do, I hope Thatcher goes over because because Champa doesn't have, I don't think, that much tread left on the tires.
0: My thing is, and and once again, like, what is what is Tommaso Champa? Mm -hmm. because well two two weeks ago was a face promo last week it was a heel promo this week he makes the save against a heel what is going on running that that fine line of uh, a a gray character here
1: Uh, i think we'll get a vignette next week um in the go home or the week or the week following whichever the go home is to the uh to the takeover show um
0: Hopefully it'll clear it up. Um, So we get two segments here. The first one is an in-ring segment between Gargano, Priest, and Leon Ruff. where Leon Ruff stands tall over both of them, kind of outmaneuvers everyone to stand tall. So I'm happy that they're at least showing him to be like opportunistic, take advantage. Um, (laughs) I'm happy that he's not being neutered immediately, which was (laughs) what I was concerned about. Um, But we also see... Uh, vin- well, I guess vignette uh, of William Regal going to Boa's apartment or home, uh, and asking why he hasn't shown up to the seat up uh, to the performance center. You know, it's his job, and he keeps saying that she is coming. And William Regal goes, "Who? Who is she? Ziya Lee? Where's Ziya Lee? She hasn't been here in two weeks." Um, and he's like, "No, she's coming. She's not here either, but she is coming." Uh, And Boa shuts the door on Regal. And look, some people really did not like this. Ah, I'm kind of in there.
1: (laughs) I'm whole. I'm, I'm I'm holding off to see where it goes next. Um, I think that there is something there and you have an avenue and a platform to, to, you know, push some talent there, some actual talent. So, um, I'm holding out. I thought it was kind of strange, but um, in a good way. I, th- I think where it goes next will determine whether or not I'm behind it or not.
0: It's very, it, it seems like the most gimmick type thing that we've gotten from NXT in a really long time. And it's, it's outside storytelling, which has been missing, in my opinion, from the show. Uh, sure. Up next, we get the NXT Women's Title Match, Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley. And Io Shirai retains good. I agree. Now look, I'm going to say this. Rhea Ripley did very well in this match. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is not a fair thing to say to Rhea Ripley because she clearly is putting the work in to be good in the ring. But man, they have not done her any favors with her character.
1: No. And I think they really missed the boat after, after WrestleMania. Now, I know that she was stuck, you know, that she was stuck at home. There's nothing more than you can do with what you got. So um, who knows what happened there? Um, Maybe it was a one way street on, you know, from from one party or the other. But um, I think even since she's come back, though, and she's been on TV, it's been very lackluster, to say the least. And. It's it's not that she's not a believable champion anymore. It's that she comes immediately back and she's thrust into that kind of main into that title picture immediately. Um, that's that's the one issue I have. And so, just be me though.
0: I realize this. Really, really just as we're talking about it, she's Diesel. Yeah, she is Diesel. And they're trying to get by the fact that, you know, the, the attire is cool and the in-ring is good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she's leather and she's, you know, she, she's the current hip, but we haven't done really anything to make us care. And that's, I think, what we're asking for. Um, I think that'll be a good debate to have on Monday, see what, see what everyone else says here.
1: Yeah. Um I also think that Io Shirai is now slipping into um, the same role as Hikaru Shida is right now over over an AEW. She's held the women's title for a long long time. There haven't been a lot of credible contenders. Um, but but now especially on NXT where you know you have you know Ember Moon coming back. You have you have Tony Storm coming over. Um Rhea, Rhea Ripley looked good last night. Yeah. um as opposed to now Hikaru Shida, and now we're now we're kind of scrambling to bring in NWA talent um to kind of fill that void in that role um but it's but it's more or less do we have anybody to take it off of her that's credible um so i think i think the NXT has done a good job in that regard that they are at least establishing their, um, their, their women's division.
0: I'd agree with that. it would be very interesting to see who does end up taking the title off. Or I still think it's going to be a heel, Tony Storm or Ember Moon. Um, I do think Tony Storm is going to turn heel here inevitably, but maybe not because we're starting to see a lot of heels currently in that division. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next is our last little segment of NXT. Finn Balor addresses uh, the NXT audience. And it's interrupted by the kings of NXT saying, uh, you know, if you don't just give us the belt, you're going to end up like everyone else. Dead. We emphasized dead a lot uh, throughout yep. this entire thing. Dead. They're dead, dead. You're right. You're right. Dead.
1: Yeah, it reminded, it reminded me of Animal House a little bit. At the end, he's like, this guy, dead. This guy, dead. I was like, ugh. But you know what, Pat Pat McAfee makes it work because he gets it. Um, I know that we give him a lot of, you know, some some of us were not a fan of his match um, against Adam Cole, um, but I think push that aside. Just his mic work and his mic skills, um, you know, he 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 just he just understands. And I think that's what that group has going for them right now is him, which is which is crazy to think in a group where you have a tag team that has probably com- combined one of the top technical pairs in in all of NXT. And then you got Pete Dunne. like he was a, a superstar as well. Yeah, it, it's a great stable.
0: Um, it is and and so what it comes out to is uh, Finn Balor actually, learn out the Kings of NXT and the Undisputed Era are returning and the fight is on. These guys go off the air fighting each other and we get the announcement, War Games, December 6th. And it's going to be the Kings of NXT versus the Undisputed Era. We all kind of saw this coming, but um, I think it's going to be a fun match.
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, especially the other announcement to come out that we're going to get a women's uh, War Games match as well. Um, so now they're double dipping just as the main roster is when you get like the elimination chamber. Um, but no, I, I think the men's war war games match is going to be very good. It'll be interesting to see how it's booked only because we thought that maybe Adam Cole was on his way out the door. Um, and you know, now it's kind of up in the air cause they were written off of TV. Now they're back. So, um, it's going to be an interesting stretch here over the next couple of weeks.
0: Uh, so let me just ask you real quick, and let's try and keep it quick. What was your favorite moment from NXT this week?
1: Um, I would have to say the last the last segment, only because I predicted it.
0: Fair. <laughs> um, I'm giving this one as a surprise shout-out just because they surprised me. Kusikana Matoa mm-hmm. Ruiz, you guys yeah. did very very well I'm very happy with that match surprised so uh, you guys deserve the credit this week moving over to the other show that happened on Wednesday which jeez I feel like so much happened um, I'm going to try and recap it quickly I'm going to do my best so we get Young Bucks versus Top Flight who is another young uh, brother tag team they are 19 and 21 uh, I know some people uh, criticize this match as being very gymnastics I thought this match was entertaining as anything. Honestly, uh, the young guys proved they can really go with young bucks. I was very impressed. Young bucks get the win here off of the uh, BTE trigger. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, um,
1: I th- I thought it was a great showing. Um, I think I think it speaks volumes to what the Bucks think of Top Flight as a tag team. Um, especially at that age you're on, you're on arguably, um, you know, the top Wednesday night show. Um, So I, I thought it was an enjoyable match. Um, I think, I think the post-match stuff intrigued me a little more. Which features um, Jack
0: Evans and Angelico jumping top flight.
1: Because they resent, I think they have a ton in common. And I think that this could easily be a, you know, oh, we're a, you know, we're a veteran version of you guys, you know, and yet you walk in the door and you guys are getting all the, you know, dynamite matches. and So it'll be interesting to see. But I think that that was uh, possibly some great storytelling there.
0: Uh,
1: Afterwards
0: with that, we get the beginning of the Inner Circle Slays Las Vegas. Which, look. (laughs) I'm not. Thank you. I'm not even gonna try to recap. Mm. If if you enjoy your comedy, um, and you understand wrestling and The Hangover and every other kind of comedic reference, this is your stick. Go for it. I laughed my tail off. I thought this
1: was great. Yeah. Um. I I will point out one one little bit. Um. Other than other than you know there uh, you know pissing contests at the bar. Um. But um. Conan gets out of the limo, and um, he get he pretty much gets everyone high. And then uh, Chris Jericho's like, Drag- "Dragons aren't aren't real, Conan." Like, no, there's a dragon, and it's a <laughs> dude
0: in a dragon costume. And Chris Jericho's like, oh, "It is a dragon," and the dragon goes, "Don't touch me." <laughs> Look, yeah. Go and watch it. There's two segments. We're not going to cover both of them. This was your one here. Watch them. It's funny. It's really mm-hmm. funny. Uh, afterwards, we get Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy gets the win here. Miro blindsides him. afterwards. Best friends run out to chase them off. Um, uh, this is a fun match. It was fine.
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of forgotten at times that, you know, Kip Sabian can actually work, Um and he can actually go. And I think just the recent stuff that he's been doing with Miro, it's fine. I mean, they can easily be put in the tag division as as is. Um, But, you know, I was, I was thinking about this the other night and it's not that you need another title to establish anybody, but imagine what like a cruiserweight championship right now would do for AEW,
2: especially with a lot
1: of the lighter guys, not getting a whole lot of work. And, it could be a title that you could use on Dark. I mean, could we, instead of making the
0: cruiserweight, could we do like X Division esque?
1: Oh, yeah. How about yeah, that?
0: I feel um, like that would be definitely more fitting.
1: Yeah. I definitely thought cruiserweight first, though, because there's a lot of
0: smaller guys.
1: Yeah. Like hovering around 200, 2025. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like a 205 live, it could be yeah. WW Cru- Cruiserweight rules, you know, 225. Um, Chris Jericho was the best at that. He would carry a scale out to the ring. Uh, Crash, Holly did the same thing there for a while as well. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: afterwards, we get the
0: contract signing of Winter is Coming, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Uh, and we don't get John Moxley. He has jumped in the back. It looks like he has a broken nose. Uh, one other thing I do really want to point out is it looks like Kenny Omega references, look, I, I don't do psychology, you know, last August it was your elbow, now it's your nose, this match is happening, watch me sign this. I mm-hmm. so think really good callback to the injury that happened last year that stopped their initial match.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's interesting because we had some different ideas last night as we were watching of who could have, who could have done this Um my first thought went to, you know, Lance Archer because they've been having random promos of him just coming out of nowhere and slamming people against the wall. I'm like, oh, okay, it could be him. Um, any idea as to maybe who it could be? All right. So put on
0: your fancy booking hat. Someone posted this on Twitter, and I love it because specifically what was broken? The nose, mm-hmm. right? What do we see typically break some noses? That's not, you know, hand or a knee. Typically, or hand or a knee, hand or an elbow. Typically, it's a knee. Makes you think Kenny Omega, right? V-Trigger, right? Mm -hmm. What if I were to tell you that John Moxley looked like he was put to sleep? Mm -hmm. What if I were to tell you that Kenta is set to face John Moxley at Wrestle Kingdom, and Kenta is currently in the United States taping New Japan Strong?
1: If that if that actually happened, and that's the and that's the booking, um, cool. great just great job, Tony Khan. Great great job, higher ups. Um, and I think that just the fact that Tony Khan is like, listen, I want to make, I want to make this work, and I want to bring in the best talent. I want to work with people. So um, if they manage to get Kenta over. Especially with the recent managerial change within New Japan, um, that could open the floodgates. It really could.
0: Well, and I think, like, and once again, guys, this is the chance of this happening are at best 3%. I'm giving it a three percenter, okay? There we go. Um, but just a lot of the dots connect there, and a lot of people are pointing out that. You know, if it was going to be anyone, why not have it be someone who's already in a storyline with Moxley? Moxley needs to tie in to a match with Wrestle Kingdom. You know, we can get some cross promotion here.
1: Yeah, and he needs to drop the title too. Both belts. Both belts. Yeah, he needs to drop them both because we can all agree and we've all said on the show before is that he is a much better chaser of the championship than he is a holder.
0: Um, and a lot of people also referencing maybe uh, Kenny Omega making a little Bullet Club favor there, which would also be a great tie-in for that as well. A lot of it makes sense. I don't know if it's actually going to happen. I hope with everything that we've seen with the NWA, and we're going to cover that women's title, that women's title match here in a minute because that was also gold. Um, I hope it happens. I really do. And maybe mm-hmm. this this will be a great opportunity. You have a champion who hasn't gotten to be over in Japan. You have this challenger in the United States. And AEW said, look, give us the opportunity. We'll, we'll highlight your feud for your show. So I'm hoping it happens. More than likely, probably Lance Archer. But yeah. I, I want it to be Kenta so bad because it's in my head now.
1: Yeah, that would make – both would make a lot of sense. But, I mean, A AE, AEW is very good at creating stories like this, so. I'm very excited to see what happens next.
0: Agreed. Next matchup, it is the Blade out with the Bunny and the Butcher uh, versus the returning Bastard Pack. Pack wins here after looking a little cautious up at the top rope. Uh, looks like he second-guessed, in my opinion, Black Arrow. Went for a little shooting star press. May have slipped a little bit, but uh, Pack being the man that Gravity forgot, still pulled it off. Locked in the Brutalizer. We have our submission, and the beatdown is on. And then... Ray Phoenix makes the save. Phoenix gets beat down. Penta El Zero Miero comes out with the chair. He's going to put the finishing touches on Ray Phoenix. But swerve. Death Triangle is back.
1: I popped super hard for this. Um, Um,
0: Man, uh, this is this is a top three moment and probably any other dynamite. This is my moment of the night, but unfortunately there's a whole lot that happened tonight.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I think that this is great. Honestly, it, 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 it goes to show you that AEW invests in their, in, in their story. And it started with commentary and as, and as much grief as some people give Excalibur, um, you know, for just, you know, doing his, you know, typical mannerisms. Um, he really hammered, he was hammering it home for a while. You know, oh, you know, you know Pac's coming back next week. Uh, oh, you know, maybe we can get some Death Triangle, you know, stuff along those lines. But it just goes to me that they invest in the stories that they are creating.
0: Um, man, it was great. It was great. After this match. Jade Cargill makes herself known again. She pilmanizes Brandy Rhodes arm with a little help from uh, Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero, which I think is a perfect pairing for her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know too much about Jade Cargill. I've got to go back and. I'm with you it.
0: on it, honestly. A lot of it's very new, but I'm um, so far.
1: Honestly, she just seems like a knockoff. Um, Bianca Belair, in a way, um, mm-hmm. just, just just she kind of gives that she kind of gives that attitude off, like you know she's better than you, um, you know she's not the e she's not the est of you know aew or anything of that nature, but um, she gives that bravado off that you know Fair. that you are not on her level.
0: I don't. I think it is very unfortunate because there is a lot of comparison between the two. Um, Mm. And like, man, it is so common of that to be a heel gimmick in general. So I I don't want to hold that against her, but I don't think you're wrong in that. There's a lot of comparisons between the two right now, have a little something that's going to spread them out. I think, I think that'd go a long way. And I do think uh, teaming them up with Vicky and Nyla could be a a well-needed boost for everyone involved there. Mm -hmm. Up next. The NWA Women's World Championship match. Serena Deeb versus our queen. As you didn't know, we're the PWO stand account for Thunder Rosa. Uh, and she follows us, so <laughs> all the love. We're a Thank Thunder Rosa family me. here. <laughs> um, and this match is fantastic. Serena Deeb, Virginia local. Love it. Fantastic. Thunder Oops. Rosa frequently proving why I think she is a top tier in the women's division and in the world. I mean, she's, she's a top-tier talent uh, to any women's division. Um, fantastic match. It gets a little screwy here near the end. Britt Baker comes out and uh, hits Thunder Rosa with a swinging net breaker while uh, Reba uh, distracts the ref and Serena Deeb. Uh, Serena Deeb doesn't get the immediate pin off of the attack, but does get a cool ultra. The match goes for about two, three more minutes. They're going for some backslides. Serena Deeb counters it into her little like pedigree-styles clash, which was... I, I thought everything about this was great. I would have probably had the interference be the end of it, but after the match, Thunder Rosa goes after Britt Baker. We're going to get Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker.
1: Yeah, um... I don't know if it had to come at the expense of you know Thunder Rosa taking um, a loss in a title match. Um, I think you could have given her a mid card talent, and that could have been you know a little. I'm I'm not saying the the loss that Thunder Rosa took was bad, um, especially if it's in a title match. But I think um, it could have been used a little better. If they were gonna build, if they were gonna build the match with her against Britt Baker, um, but I will give them credit—the ending where she just went after everyone—I love, I loved it. Um, I think that AEW is finally, well, I guess, their fan base is getting a taste of you know who th- of who Thunder Rosa actually is. Um, so overall, I thought this was a top three, easily a top three. Uh, women's division match on AEW programming. Um, But again, that's another, that's another discussion for another day.
0: Agreed. Um, My initial thought, as you said, that if there's another talent who could have really used this win is Anna Jay, who we learned after this is going to challenge Shikaru Shida for the AEW women's title next week. Um, But and I think why they had to be Serena Deeb is a, you tie off the loose end of a rematch happening on AEW mm-hmm. since they are both there, um, as well as it really is putting over the NWA Women's World Champion beating a top tier talent, even though she wasn't aware of the, of the interference, unless she was, which in case maybe we're getting to heal Serena Deeb, maybe I get Deeb versus Sheeta, title versus title, um, that would be interesting. I don't know if that's where my heart is. But I'm also with Thunder um, Rosa stan,
1: so yeah. My heart is Anna Jay's gonna win Nick next week. Um, yes. <laughs> because and here and here's my logic on that. Um, I believe I believe that Tay Conti is gonna slide a chair in Anna Jay. Anna Jay is gonna use it to win, and Tay is gonna join the Dark Order. Um, yes. I think I think that mm. the you use the chair interference to tie up the story from the last week. Um, Anna J is a star; she really unless, is. Go um,
0: unless we see it be Anna J versus Tay Conti for the women's world title after Anna J wins it here, or maybe Tay Cruiser. Maybe we're totally off here, but
1: I mean, either way, I mean, this is great. But I, I think, I think it's excellent that Anna J is getting a title shot in 2020 because um, she is the star, the star of the show.
0: As far as I'm concerned, she is the, the future face of the women's division. She's a very young talent uh, who I think is very good. And she would even put out there for the first time. She doesn't know how to feel. You know, everyone who she's faced does ha- wrestles with passion and wrestles with emotion. Anna Jay feels nothing. Um, so really kind of burying Anna Jay here, but pointing out that she is different than everyone else she has faced. Main event time. It is Team FTW, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks versus TNT World Champion Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes. Uh, just to cut to the chase here, Team FTW win clean off of a drill claw off the top rope, which was
1: dope. Uh, yeah, um, I think this is the win they needed really bad. I know we talked three. about it last, last night, but... Um, this, it's 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 not 50-50 booking when it's building story and i think i think that's exactly what this is doing um and i think is why wwe doesn't know how to book correctly um which is why their 50-50 booking do, doesn't feel as, as satisfactory if that makes sense
0: especially because we get the big reveal here at the end cuz it's <sighs> not over
1: seems like Correct. we need to power through this huh
0: huh right aw man Action-packed. You could not take your eyes off it for a few minutes because something was going to happen. Um, so the beatdown continues after the match, and Will Hobbs is coming out to make the save. He's got his chair like he usually does, and FTW, get the hell out of there. Cage realizes he left the FTW title. Hobbs picks it up and is going, yeah, this, I like this. Cody's coming over to like, hey, thank you. Hobbs just takes his head off with the title. (sighs) Will Hobbs is team FTW. Like I have been asking for maybe months now.
1: Just about. Yeah. But Um, yes, it's it's a great way to introduce him as a young talent to the main, I wouldn't say the main roster, but for somebody being on dark for a long, for a good while and then being signed, and actually being on Dynamite, it's it, it's good to get his feet wet, and especially with a stable where, where everybody involves a star.
0: Yeah, and, exactly. Um, and pairing him up with Taz, you can do no wrong, in my opinion. Taz is maybe my favorite manager right now in AEW, and I think that's saying something.
1: Yeah, I mean, he does have a Waffle House menu, but oh well.
0: I mean, yeah, that's hard to be with, but – Uh, man, he, he might be my favorite on the mic right now at AEW. We haven't gotten a whole lot of Jake Roberts. I know he's dealing with an illness, but Mm. Taz has been gold on the mic this entire time. He has been the the perfect attitude for everyone in team FTW. Very, very excited for where this goes. And that's how the show ends. So Ryan, let me ask you, what was your favorite part of the night? Uh, Hard, Hard for this one.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to go with this. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's crazy to think that both, um, you know, Wednesday night shows kind of, kind of go the same way where you have bodies laying around and, you know, a group of guys standing tall at the end. Um, but this, I feel like had a lot more impact to it. Um, you know, and, and, and it's, and it's great storytelling again. I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but if you go back to the times that Will Hobbs has come out to oh, make. Oh,
0: Ryan, th- you weren't on the show last Thursday.
1: Oh, uh, I wasn't.
0: Yes. Yes, uh, Ryan. Keep, yes. keep saying what you're saying. Keep going.
1: Yeah. You if uh, I you
0: said it word for word.
1: Yeah, but you go back and you look at the times that Will Hobbs has come out to make the save against, you know, Team FTW and – he's coming out with a chair and he's you know, puffing up his shoulders and making it look good, uh, but he's not hitting anybody. He's not, he's not making contact. Um, he's made a look very, very convincing that he's playing for the good guys when in turn he's just swerving everybody. So yes,
0: there was one thing that I had said that that you didn't say, but everything else you nailed perfectly. I had said, I don't know if this is a production error or, or this is the swerve that we should be looking for here, he is always about a minute too late. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's constantly been a thing. And, th- and that was exactly what I said. Either this is a production issue or this is planned. And I don't think they would let it go this long if it was a production issue. No. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yes, Ryan. You get
1: I- it. I love I this. We need you I- on
0: more Thursdays.
1: Yeah, I know, right?
0: <laughs> um. So, I am a Thunder Rosa stan. Thunder Rosa has my heart. I have to say Thunder Rosa. But if I were to give a second one, it would have to be Young Bucks versus Top Flight. Top Flight, the sky is the limit for them. I know a lot of people, once again, on our own show say a little too much flippy, but entertaining matches. And there was a lot of times where I was going, whoa! So... I was very impressed, especially knowing that these guys are uh, seven and five years younger than me, and I'm sitting here like, "I hope I can touch my toes tomorrow."
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I think something that AEW has always been very good about is kicking off their 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 episodes of Dynamite with a with a great match, and I think that's something that a lot of other promotions can take note of. Um, is the fact that they're saying, "Hey," This is one of the best matches we have. We, we have to offer on this week's show. We're giving it to you right out of the gate to hopefully hook, hook you in to what we're trying to sell you.
0: All right. So that is it for AEW. AEW won the ratings war this week. A lot. Um, so to answer the question on the oversaturation in NXT, you're not winning the ratings war anyway. Go back to what you were doing when you were taping the show and stagger your cast so we can get everybody on there and meaningful storylines.
1: Yeah, because they lost by, I think it was like 220,000.
0: Yeah, it's not close anymore. It's really not. Um, and and it's not very often that NXT wins. So at yeah. this point, recognize where you're failing. Go back to where you were succeeding. Build your storyline, build your characters. You'll have a better opportunity to be them in the ratings in the long term by creating more storylines for everyone to be interested in.
1: Phantasma wasn't on this week.
0: He was not. Uh, in fact, though, he did put a thing that he wanted to be in War Games, which was interesting to me. I want him in War Games.
1: So we, but that, but that's another guy that has a that has a boatload of talent who has a title right now, and yet he's not on your show. You know who we haven't seen
0: since he's lost to Phantasma? Mm. Isaiah Swerve Scott hasn't yeah. done anything on on NXT since then.
1: I feel like we need to do a whole top top 10 on this. Like, underutilized NXT stars cur- currently signed right now.
0: I like that idea. Keep that in your mind, put it in your pocket. We'll come back to that. We got to tell you guys everything you need to know about the pay-per-view this Sunday. Yes, oh. there's a pay-per-view this Sunday. It is Survivor Series. It is the final farewell of The Undertaker, year 30 for him, the 30th anniversary of his debut at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know what to get from his final farewell. He has said that he's done like he, he said in an ESPN art uh, interview that, you know, he, he doesn't think he can wrestle again. He thinks, yeah. Either this is a red herring or I think it's a very honest truth and I hope it's the honest truth.
1: So I'm going to take a Pat Lilly esque stance on this. Um, if, if we, if we bite on, on, on what he's selling, and I'm watching this and it's the build to another, you know, freaking stupid showdown. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not watching it. Um, I feel like it's, it's, it's clickbait for clickbait um, at that point, especially when you have the last ride um, that, you know, that you've been showing, even, even on USA, you've been showing it like, Hey, my body's old. I'm done. And you show him saying that I'm done. And then if you come out and you do this, oh, I've got one more match. No, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a slap in the face. And I will, I won't watch another, I I won't watch another Undertaker match unless um, it's some sort of quick count or ref bump, you know, just.
0: (sighs) Firefly Funhouse match with him.
1: Oh my God.
0: Uh, So that's that. Let's go through our matches here. You just tell me who you think is going to win, okay? Yeah. Uh, I'll start from the top here. Team Raw, which is AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Seamus, Braun Strowman, and Riddle versus Team SmackDown, uh, consisting of Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and To Be Determined.
1: I'm going to say no contest, and it's going to be because of Retribution.
0: Oh, I like that pick. That's a good pick. I'm a good um, smack. Go yeah. Just because I I think they're showing so much frustration amongst each other, we'll get a lot of butting heads, and Jey Uso is going to pick up the win here to look strong for the Tribal Chief. All right. Up next is the Women's Survivor Series Team Raw, consisting of Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Baszler, Lana, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce. Uh unfortunately, Dana Brooke and uh Mandy Rose were taken out by Retribution on Raw and replaced with uh Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce, who I don't have an issue in this match, but God, come on, give Dana a chance. She has done so much with this company. Um, and they're gonna face Team SmackDowns, Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and two more members to be determined. I'm gonna go ahead and assume Natty. I think it was supposed to be Chelsea Green. God, one unfortunate accident uh, issue. She gets her debut on SmackDown and breaks her wrist in the match. I have a feeling she was supposed to win and Liv Morgan would have came out and won later. But, God, I I feel bad for her because I feel like her run in WWE has been marred with issues.
1: Yeah. Um, Is Naomi still on SmackDown? I think she's on Raw. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. Um, I will say Team Raw gets the win. Um, I think Nia Jax will be counted out. Um, I also think that Lana will be the sole survivor.
0: Yes, you and I on the same wavelength here. Well, she might not be the sole survivor, but she's going to be one of the survivors. I think she gets the last pinfall because everyone thinks she's dead after getting put to the table
1: yeah i still think she gets put through a table at the end of the night
0: yeah oh no i think before the end of the night yes yes in the middle of the match by her teammate nia Jax.
1: although we could just get swerved and she could just do it um as the bell rings and lana's the legal woman and she just gets counted out because you know she's not good enough to be on team raw it's just it's wwe booking
0: up next, Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn, U.S. Champ versus IC Champ. This has to be Bobby Lashley.
1: I was going to say the same exact thing, especially
0: less retribution.
1: Yeah, that's the only thing I could see. Um, but I will say, I will say Sami Zayn because of because of retribution. I think that, and I'm and I'm hoping that WWE has learned their lesson as far as. How they want to use retribution? They need to put them across all of their brands. This is this is a great night to do it. If I mean, because we complained that they weren't at SummerSlam, um, complained that they weren't at that they weren't at Hell in a Cell,
0: any of the pay per views.
1: This would be the one, especially with you know brand supremacy on the line. You know, and you know they're on. They got drafted to Raw, so. Yeah.
0: I Now, if you want to put them over, I think I have a good spot for it, but we'll get there. Uh <laughs> New Day versus Street Profits. Vignettes from the Street Profits trying to get information out of Big E on SmackDown have been real funny. Um but I think yeah. this this is New Day winning right here with Big yeah. E celebrating with them afterwards. Agreed. Um after that, it is champion versus champion, Oscar versus Sasha Banks. We just so saw that, this. Baby.
1: We just saw this. I don't care. I hope it's a I hope it's a double disqualification. Because gotcha. we just saw, And yet we can't oh, we have to put the tag titles on Shayna Baszler. We can't put her we can't put the we can't put the raw women's title on her. I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not saying that Asuka is not one of the top women's talents in the entire division, um, but we see the same things. And it's very similar to what we were talking about earlier about NXT and this oversaturation of certain in individuals. Um, spoiler alert, Sasha Banks and Bailey were the number two ranked tag team in PWI's top 50 uh, that they just released uh, this past week. Um, and now we have her as a, as the SmackDown women's champion. We knew it was going to come to this, but we just saw this match like two months ago. If that, yeah, I'm
0: with you over it. main event, or at least what I think will be the main event, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns champion versus champion. Now hear me out on this. I plugged this. I want to tell you last. Actually, I may have plugged this to you on Monday when we talked about this match. Because I said I thought Drew McIntyre was going to win the WWE title. And he did on Monday night. Drew McIntyre is going to win after Jey Uso runs down to try and help Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns. Actually, no, no, no. Sorry. Uh Roman Reigns wins after Jey Uso comes and interferes and helps Roman Reigns win, but Roman Reigns is unhappy with Jey Uso afterwards and punishes him live on SmackDown. Following
1: Um I like it. I think um I think that Roman is going over and the Miz, who is not on the card, runs out cashes in after the devastating spear from Roman reigns cashes in and wins the raw title. I think that um, it's clear that the Miz um, (laughs) he's lost a step, but he is still more than capable in the ring. I think, I think that this is a great opportunity for him to get one last title run in. Um, it, It, It also builds this story that he can't keep up one on one or win a fair fight. Um, As proof, he can't he couldn't be Bray on on Raw one on one, um, and he can't be Drew McIntyre one on one. Um, I think think this would be the time to pull the trigger, Um, but I'm still going to go Roman. I do think this will close out the show. Um but I do I thought on Monday they were booking themselves in a corner though. Um because either what I'm saying is true or you know we're gonna have our new raw champion or our our, our new WWE champion um win when, win the title on Monday and then six days later lose. It's. Be fun. We'll oh, talk about I, it
0: on Monday. Hmm? <laughs> we'll talk about it on Monday, that's for sure. There you go. So, uh, we called this one the short episode. We didn't really run very short, but we're a little short because we always run over. Sorry, voice of God, Eric. So, guys, there's an announcement that was recently made on our YouTube by our very own Cod Sinclair. You want to give him a little recap?
1: Yeah. Um, essentially, um, Referee's discretion is still a thing, but, um, in a very, very, very minimal, uh, role now as, um, I am releasing a new daily show starting Monday, November 23rd. Uh, so that's this upcoming Monday. Um, it is called quick count. Um, I will essentially, um, watch and react a match of my choosing. Um, I will do it every day during the week, um, That will be the new primary show. And the secondary show is now going to be called The Ref Bump. Um, That show will be me and um, my co-host, permanent co-host. He is the kayfabe son of of Theodore Long, and that is Jeffrey Long, also known as Jeff the Hitman Hall. Um, um, Referee's discretion will only take place um, if Jeff has a prior engagement. Um, this is something that I put a lot of thought into being kind of quarantined for a little while. Um, just, just trying to get my typical 45 minute referee's discretion episodes, um, a little more streamlined, a little quicker, um, a little bit more fun, I guess you could say. So, um, it's something I'm very excited about. Um, I do have a discord now. Um, the link is in that video. Um, I will be releasing the schedule every week on that following Sunday. Um, so please guys go to, go, go to the discord, chit chat about wrestling, chit chat about life. Um, not, not, not everything live have, has to live and breathe wrestling. You know um, I know we've all been quarantined here on the show. From, well, most of us uh, the last two, two weeks. Um, so if I have to say anything else before, uh I sign off here. Um you know just take just take a step back. Take a step back and just get a bigger picture.
0: Definitely. Guys, if you've enjoyed what you heard, please support us at Kofi.com slash PWO. Check out Left Bump Discord. Alright. Uh I might have to jump over there because I need some people to talk video games with. So if you a nerd like me, Meet me in the Discord. So, uh, guys, with that, we must bid you adieu. Uh, I hope you all have a great weekend. Stay safe. Please, please, please. Look, guys, we say it every week. Please, all right? Wear a mask. Please wear a mask. I don't want to bury my mother. Wear a mask, all right? They got real dark. I don't want to stay dark. Wear a mask. Make my life easier. Please, appreciate y'all. See you next week.
1: I always want to be on dynamite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Eric, doing the smart thing, cutting me off before it's too late. <laughs> Mind okay. I just got a notification. Number.
2: Well, I thought you were done. I I didn't mean to cut you off early. I thought you were wrapping up.
0: <laughs> no, you're good. I was, but. <laughs> The timing was good because I was getting real dark.
2: <laughs> I had a recent uh, scare and test and negative diagnosis. See, I'm not concerned about it for myself, but like it's about to be Thanksgiving and my father is yeah. immunocompromised. So if uh, I test positive, then I can't have Thanksgiving with my family. Um, or if I'm exposed and I have to quarantine, then I can't have Thanksgiving thanksgiving with my family so i'm not concerned about for myself but it's for the people that i could affect
1: yeah yeah my wife just tested positive about two weeks ago so uh we're allowed out starting tomorrow (laughs) so um it's been a long cup couple of weeks and definitely um one of the one of the scariest things i think that we've had to endure as as a as a as a tag team i guess sticking with our theme here but um it's a it's a scary thing it really is and i don't think that people realize it unless they've unless they've come into contact with it or know somebody close to them that's had it and that's the sad part is that i feel like if people took it a little more seriously you know know, maybe we wouldn't be in the shape we're in but uh, another discussion for another
0: time okay what's what's killing me so Sarah, Brian's wife, works with Pat and I. You know, we were all right. exposed at the same time. Um, so because we tested negative when all of this happened, we were told, you know, we only had a 10-day spree, and we were up last Sunday. So we were told that we were in the clear last Sunday.
2: Now it hasn't even been a whole full week.
0: Well, no, 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 because no, it, was, it was the
2: 6th. Oh, I see, I see, I
0: see. So, so yeah. We, technically, we were exposed on the 4th. And then we all went home and got tested on the 6th. So we were told on the 15th, we were fine after that.
2: I gotcha.
1: And uh, see, it's very funny that they got that because I got tested the same day that they did. And my test came back negative. And they told me that I still had to quarantine for the full two weeks.
0: So I we think they told Pat and I...
1: I
2: wrong. think it's about direct exposure because Ryan, my, the guy that exposed me... His wife tested positive. Mm. He and I both tested negative. He has to quarantine for two weeks. I was allowed to go back to work. Mm. We work together.
0: Yeah. So um, Sunday rolls around. Sunday was past 32nd birthday. Um, and our parents trying to do something not, you know, very big, but just something. Sure. Picked up dinner and brought it over. Um, they stay for maybe 30 ish minutes. They try and take a look at Pat's bed to fix something. Um, and then they go home and then shit hits the fan. Pat is coughing and, and sneezing and he is like losing it, like really out of it. He gets on like, so, so we worked through Centra originally through our school, um, the hospital and they have like a video, um, like columns. We could FaceTime a doctor essentially. Um, and he was diagnosed with bronchitis on Sunday.
2: Wow. And
0: then uh, pretty much get told like, well, this could be COVID, but I mean, it lines up more with bronchitis. And then like, as the week goes by, we don't know if it's just because of like, we're all stressed the fuck out now or <laughs> we're trying to still teach through all of it. like. Now we're showing other symptoms like the headache or like upset stomach. Cause all we've been eating is soup for, for fucking, uh, hydration, you know? Right. Like, and so we end up having the test today, finally. Um, and it's a three to five day test. So we'll find out, but like, we've already kind of come to the determination that where we're, we're going to do Thanksgiving at home and we'll celebrate with the family when everyone's healthy. Yeah. Yeah, man, just like, just like you, like my my stepdad is several surgeries, diabetic. Like at, at this point, it's it's not worth the risk. My mom is Jesus Christ, sixty three. um I don't know what the hell I would do if I inadvertently caused her death. I would lose my mind. Hmm. Um, it would be bad. It would be really, really bad. I can. So, we've been. We've been losing our minds here. Um, Ben uh, got sent home from work on time because he he was working the night shift, but he had 102 fever this morning. Jesus. So we were like, fuck all of us, fucking all of us.
2: Well, you know, Virginia tightened up real real early in the first phase or whatever. And, uh, you know, they said it in the very beginning. This is not the kind of disease that we can stop everyone is going to get it eventually. Um, It's just a matter of throttling it so that we're not overwhelming the medical facilities. We're not, you know, the people who are critically affected, them being able to get quick and easy healthcare is vital. Uh, So we're going to be all right. Um, You know, just wash your hands, wear your mask. Be responsible. Stay six feet away from people. They, you know, the mask thing. I, I am, I'm an anti masker, but not for the reasons any other than it's not as effective as staying away. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm an anti masker because it's worthless. If you stay six feet away, then, then the mask is just extra insurance.
0: Yeah.
2: The mask is like, the mask is like pulling out. If you, if you just stay six feet away, and wear the mask. Wear the condom and the, the a, condom. and pull out. Wear the condom and pull out. That's the, that's the safest way to do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that is oh, the that, best that that is, I've bad heard bad about.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: if somebody came into my store, I was like, "Listen, I'm not wearing a mask because because you know my pull out game isn't strong." I'd be like, "All right, all right game, <laughs> game respect game." <laughs>
2: But, but I mean, I'm sm- I'm smart enough to stay six feet away from people. And that's like what I do because I'm an anti-mask person. I always have the mask on like around my neck. The second that people get on the aisle that I'm working on, I put my mask up. Like it's, you're entering the space that is dangerous. That's, that's what I'm now concerned for your safety. I'm not concerned for my own.
1: Yep. So yeah. And I totally get that, but I, I, I had a scare this week. Like, you know, as as my wife was coming up on her ten day, um, I couldn't taste and I couldn't smell anything. Uh. Not a thing. Not a lick. And thankfully, I take I take a vitamin every day that has zinc and a ton of other shit in it because I feel like just through taking my vitamin every day, like here I am on you know on you know third on thursday almost at the end of the two week and i can taste i can smell i still i still can't run fast but i mean if i if i do (laughs) i'm gonna have i'm gonna have shortness of breath right it is is what it is but i can tell you what like it's it's staying inside two for two weeks sucked
2: yeah you get stir crazy yeah See, you know, it's easier for me though because I'm always at. I mean, in my day job, obviously, but like I'm most, I have so much stuff going on here at the house. So, like being home locked, not a big deal for me. There's, there's, there's so much, and people come here. So, like the, it's just not a concern.
0: I personally, man, I don't know how you do it. I think this is just because like as a teacher, I'm, I'm so used to like going into the building and this is where I teach. Like teaching on a computer is fucking miserable. And it's, it's not the actual teaching.
2: It's, it's harder. Teaching. It's, it's harder doing things through zoom because I don't have as much control over the audio as I want. I can't place microphones where I want them. I can't place cameras where I want them. Um, like, like I can't affect I the lighting the way I want to, but you know, you work with what you have. That's, that's just the way we have to operate.
0: Um, I, and I agree. I know it's what's best. And honestly, yeah. I think you stay virtual because we're supposed to go back in person November 30th. But God knows I don't know how that's going to work out.
2: It's the oldest adage in the show business is the show must go on, right? So you just got to.
0: My big thing is like, I feel like I'm never 100% at work and I'm never 100% at home when yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. And that is like the worst thing for me because I can't <laughs> commit to one thing or the other.
2: You know, we talked about uh, a couple of us have been talking about that. Like there's the problem is, is that you're stuck at home and what we need, what, what a new budding business is like workspaces that are isolated workspaces. We're like, okay, for cheap, I can go work in this clean space for however many hours a day. And then I can leave that clean space. It gets sanitized and then somebody else can use that clean space and whatever like ISO isolation cubes or whatever, like uh cubicles. Oh my God.
1: Wh- please
0: call them safe spaces,
2: safe spaces.
0: That would be great. <sighs> like,
2: like little isolation cubes and, and like pods, the company, you know, you've seen the pods companies, right? They could drop sure. these off in people's fucking driveways. Like, look, yep. we're going to drop off a pod this way. You're, you're still at home. You're still within reach of your wifi, but it's this outfitted office that's isolated from your home environment to make make you more productive they could do this dirt cheap and and companies like geico uh like the big the big boys they could just like mass issue these things to to the people that are you know putting up their numbers I,
0: I don't, don't put me in charge
2: lot. man i'll spend so much money
0: yeah yeah i would be <laughs> I, yeah yeah.
2: <laughs> Listen, uh I know you military guys like uh like coffee, but I can get these energy drinks from Amway for way cheaper. That's what you're going to drink. Uh and uh, instead of uh the co- the money that we spent on the coffee from Starbucks that we've been spending $2,000 a cup on, uh we're going to invest in uh virtual reality headsets for every student across America so they can You
0: know, now hear me out. I'm in.
2: (laughs) I'm just saying. Look, I saw that thing about like how it's two thousand dollars for a cup of coffee for a a person stationed in Iraq or something like that. And I get the logistics. I I've done the math of okay, you have to transport the coffee through unsafe places, and there's a risk that the truck's going to blow up, and uh, you know they only can get shipments once a month. And okay, that's why the coffee costs that much. I get all of that logic. Um. So, so it do, it wouldn't matter whether we were using Starbucks coffee or whether we were using Walmart brand coffee. It's it's the transportation that makes the coffee worth two thousand dollars a cup. So the solution then is to cut out the fucking coffee, right?
0: Yeah, you'd think. And yeah, I get it. Brian, I I, I I get it. The, it like,
2: ah. I get it. The soldiers need their caffeine. You got to motivate them. You got to whatever. But like, there has to be something, there has to be some expenditure that we could cut from the military, some over, some overly inflated expenditure. There has to be one that we could cut so that we could pump money back into music and arts in school. So we could pump money into technology upgrades for school, infrastructure upgrades for school. There is so much just bureaucratic lost money in the military. Uh,
0: man, you're speaking my language, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wish you would have said that before Before Starbucks gu- guaranteed a 10% raise for all of their employees.
2: Well, I say this I say this only because – and Starbucks is just an easy target, just like Walmart is an easy target. Like These are these gigantic companies that they can write off these expenses because they're so huge and their margins are what they are, and they've run effective business for so long – they They now hold the power to make effective change um, but but business doesn't doesn't coincide with morality uh you know business isn't run by singular people that can say this is the right thing to do you know there's boards and and yeah. trusts and 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 that's just what it is uh so we really do have to rely on the government to cut funding for specific things and and somebody to be looking at things with a fine tooth comb and all right, so I was looking at this military expense report for the past you know, six months, and I've noticed that we spend X amount of dollars on this, where we could be spending X amount of dollars on this, and if we take that money and we save it here, we spend it here, the problem is we're spending how many trillion dollars trying to prove Russian collusion existed that didn't exist? How much money did we spend trying to prove this guy was a scumbag that everybody knew was a scumbag? Nobody contested the fact that Trump was a scumbag. Everyone said, yeah, I'm just okay with it. So why did we have to spend money proving that he was a scumbag when the people that voted him in already knew that and were okay with it? So I think that the government's just wasted all this money that could have been pumped into infrastructure, could have been pumped into education, could have been pumped into arts and, and- and extracurricular programs in school systems, and I think that's the future. The future is funding the education system, point blank. The future will always be the future will always be raising a smarter next generation. There, there's nothing more powerful that we could do. So, how we cut funding from education, how teachers don't get paid more than doctors, how you don't have to go to school for ten years to teach another human being something, like. The standards aren't there that should be.
0: Let me let me terrify you here real quick, okay?
2: I don't know if I want to be terrified.
0: (laughs) I apologize, but for for emphasis, I'm teaching on a provisional license. I don't have a full time teaching license currently. Sure. uh, Just because I started music education, um, and the college fucked up the education portion of my thing my senior year, so instead of staying for three more years, I said, "Fuck it." Let me get my music degree and I'll figure the rest out as we go along. Sure. Um, fast forward. Now I'm teaching special education.
2: Well, and, and, and not to discredit anybody, anybody that's currently doing the job right now, I'm saying that our infrastructure is wrong. Yes. Like it's yeah. I'm not like your school, you went to school and the school messed up your system. I went to school at full sale, right? I, I, I went and I went back and I got my audio engineering certification And that was my second time going through school. And here's the sixth sad truth of it. It was a waste of my time and my money because I didn't really learn anything new. I have learned everything they were trying to teach me over experience over the 20 years I've been doing it. And the most messed up thing about it all is the program that I took was an accelerated program with a 30% success rate. I graduated with a 4.0. Yeah. So with a 30% success rate, I crushed it and didn't even have to make an effort. And I learned that shit on my own. I didn't really learn anything from the classes. Uh, And granted, it did take me 20 years. It did take experience. Like, I didn't just get it. And yeah, it was an accelerated program. But at a 30% success rate, maybe that's not the right program for somebody who's just getting into it. You know, uh, if I'm going to design a program to teach someone audio engineering, I want a 99% success rate. And the 1% failure is the person who's just a straight fuck up. Like there's, it it needs to be motivational. It it, it needs to be motivational. It needs to be educational. Uh, it needs to leave someone wanting to learn more and leaving the class with better skill set than they went in with. And I don't think that wholesale sells that. I think what they do is they sell you on the gear package. You know, granted, I do have a $2,500, $2,600 MacBook Pro with all the fucking trimmings. And, and I got a new microphone and some headphones and an interface and a bunch of plugins and a three-year license for Pro Tools. And, yeah, I, I mean, the the software value is $4,000 alone. Um, but, you know, the the schools get all that shit on discount. Yeah. So... Like i said there's uh the infrastructure is the problem it's not it's not the like I think that if- no,
0: no no but I'm with you on that, that that's exactly what I was hand with it is that so i am I'm in the program designed to help teachers get their certified license, and this thing is a joke right like, and I get it because I've taken half of these classes in my undergrad, you know so i like, I understand I have the head start i've also I, I, Lived with educators my entire life. The goal was always to be a teacher, so i've I've done this stuff forever. But, like the classes are here's a quiz, here's a discussion post. go like, right and and the quizzes it's not about do you know it? It's are you smart enough to just Google it because they take every answer from Quizlet
2: right. Everything's <laughs> open book. Okay. And that yeah, that's the other thing. Like when I was doing the full sale classes, like we've got these online audio quiz or whatever, like it's just like I could just check this in real time. And like as far as audio engineering goes, like in real time, like I'm I have the ability to watch a YouTube video. If somebody has if somebody wants me to use a plugin I've never used before, I can watch, I can look it up in real time. There is no there is no time sensitivity of my industry other than the fact that people won't pay me if I'm overcharging by the hour.
0: Like man, and and like to a degree, it's, do you understand what the teacher is asking? Right. So I had to write a paper on uh, someone who had a child development theory, uh, Yuri Bronfenbrenner, um, who I cheated essentially because I wrote a paper on this guy back in 2014 so (laughs) i already had everything i needed for it i knew what i was talking about i just added a couple of new resources that people discussed since then um and the format for it was like okay so here's what i want you to do you know try and put the